everyone. <laughs> this is take five, so I'm going to try and keep it together. I'm Danny. This is the Ice Planet Podcast, the podcast where we read and discuss every book in Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarian series. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are healthy. I hope you are safe. Um, if you are not those things, I hope you are able to do whatever you can to get healthy and safe. I know not everyone can stop working. I know not everyone was in great health to begin with, so I just hope everyone is taking care of themselves. I'm not going to discuss the current pandemic in too much depth because I feel if you come to a podcast that talks about, you know, blue penises and alien sex, you're looking for a bit of escapism. And you know what? Who am I to stand in between you and that? And you're in luck. This episode is uh, particularly silly. I'm really happy. I really enjoyed this book. This is, this is a fun one. I would like to give you a little bit of, you know, behind the scenes info. I do not record this series in order, so I don't necessarily record guests in the same order as the book series. People have different schedules. People have certain books they want to read. You, you get the idea. So when we recorded this episode, I believe it was back in January, the pandemic the virus hadn't hit the news yet. So, you know, we are extra giggly. We're extra goofy because uh, I guess that's just how we were living <laughs> way back in January. But I did want to give that warning because I did not want it to make it seem like, you know, we were being glib or making light of the situation or not taking things seriously. This was recorded when it genuinely hadn't hit the news yet. Um, and that's all of that. Not much was happening on the Twitter other than the fact that I discovered that the aliens don't have pupils. I was reminded of that. Thanks. That's going to come up in later episodes. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> and other than that, it's been pretty quiet. I think everyone's kind of distracted, which is actually a good time for me to get on there and try my hand at making some memes. Again, send me your ice memes. You can do so on Twitter at IcePlanetPod. You can also email or contact me at contact at IcePlanetPod.com. Either way, I would love to hear from you. That's it. I'm going to keep this intro short. This is a longish episode. It's a very silly one. So, you know, I had a lot of fun editing it. It was just a blast remembering the good old times for all the constant. You know, what? I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. Mm -mm. Fun fact, my maladaptive coping technique is denial. So welcome to welcome to Danny's denial. So this is book 11. I say with confidence. Yes, this is book 11. Barbarian's Choice. Farley's book. Get excited. We learn some very interesting things about the Sakwi and the Masak species as a whole. I am joined by Melody of Heaving Bosoms. It's a blast. Um, and I hope you all enjoy it. As always, be sure to stick around after the episode to learn more about what's coming up. Thanks and enjoy. Again. That's perfect. It's perfect. All we are cooking with gas, Danny. Oh. Hello. Hello, Melody. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh my gosh. I am like tits out excited for this. I am so stoked about this. 
I am, I'm so grateful you agreed to do it because I felt like, one, I felt like I was really getting on people's nerves. I was like, hey, you know those alien sex books? Do you want to read one and record a podcast? Please. Not even close. So let's tell the people just by some crazy stroke of like logic, they found their way to this podcast and they don't know who you are. Tell the people who yeah. you are. Oh, hey, guys. My name is Melody. I am co-host to, um, or to... I am co-host of the Heaving Bosoms podcast. We, um, my friend Aaron and I recap romance novels. Like we go through the whole plot play by play. We basically treat the the characters and the plot as if it is a real thing that has happened. And like the characters are real people who we need to like talk about their choices. <laughs> it's a really good time. And then we also, you know, come from like a... A feminist, sex positive, lady love, women support women overall perspective. So, yeah, that's what we do. It's awesome. Erin has also been on the podcast. She's in episode maybe two before you because I may. Hell yeah. The book order has gotten really confusing. Amazon counts it one way. The... I noticed that. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Yeah. So, What's in want... there? Is it like a novella, do you think? I think it, it must count a novella, but only I one of know. them because there's like a shit ton of those novellas. I Yeah, there's a bunch of point fives up in there. <laughs> so there it's, are. It's thrown it off. And then there's the wiki. And I think I think I went off. A, mm. So you know what? You will both be on there. I cool. thought you were consecutive, but maybe someone else sneaks in there. And you know what? It's fine. We love them too. So, <laughs> so this. Yeah. This episode, I'm really excited. This is one of my favorites. We are doing Barbarian's Choice, which is Farley's book. One of only two books, which has two alien, like a yeah. full-on alien couple. Alien couple, you guys. Oh, my God. I am so glad she did that because it could have been very easy yes. just to be like, like to feel like you have to have a human in there. Yeah, 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 completely. And you do not. You don't. You do not. You don't. Very interesting. (laughs) I love this book. And I love the fact that we have like a modern day, like, like Mardok is like the modern day Sakui. I don't know what he calls. They don't call themselves Sakui. They're Mesasak. That's it. Yeah. Have you? Have you read the other books in the Ruby Dixon? Girl, have I read the other books? But like outside of this series. Have you read the other series? Oh, no. Okay. I really want to read that, um, that, oh God, it's like the, the god of thunder and war banged by the god of war. Nah, that's not it. But that's, like that's that. close though. It has that energy. <laughs> yeah, it's that yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like a god in the title and he's got a hammer yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, I know does he ever? Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. Yes. But I know, because I listen to the Heaving Bosoms podcast, <laughs> I know this is not your first foray into the Ice Planet mm-hmm. pod, to the Ice, no. pl- Ice Planet Barbarians. How did you discover the series? Oh my gosh. I, I wish I had looked this up. Oh, I'm such a dummy. We had a wonderful listener. It was one of our five-star recommendations, because we have that bribe, that if <laughs> listeners um, rate us five stars and then tell us what book they want us to do, we will recap that book, and it'll be an episode. So somebody, um, somebody recommended barbarians mate i think which is josie's book and isn't that your first book too i think i wrecked that one to aaron too at KissCon. oh so she, maybe yeah maybe you're the listener the <laughs> goddess is on the podcast but if somebody oh else God. did the review so because like, no she actually because been... sometimes you know we let vips in you know uh-huh. 
so uh, I th- actually, now that I recall, I think she said, hey, I talked to Danny at KissCon and we need to do this book. Yeah. Yeah. Because I told her, just don't do the first one because it's not as fun. And like, completely. you all like to have fun and it's like, yeah, it's completely. heavy. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot up in there. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> so much. I love that episode. And then I realized when I was recording with Aaron, I was crossing like my episodes because I just remember someone going like, and I thought it was you mocking the queen. No, and it's that was not. No, <laughs> similar <laughs> genre. Yeah. It uh, was you mocking a butt vacuum. That's correct. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. That remember. was a Grace Goodwin book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good times. Was. But like now, that's I know now. Even even now that I know I've mixed them up, I still. <laughs> I still that's hear a, <laughs> That's your head cannon yes. for the queen. <laughs> Just the butt vacuum. That's amazing. Oh, I'm like, I mean, it's the that's best. some type of vibration. Yeah. Yeah, so, completely. Yes. Oh, I love it. So you had not heard so that was you had not heard of it before this? No, I have okay. not. So I read um we were gonna read Barbarians, I think Mate, number mm-hmm. seven. And then um I I was just immediately like, oh my god, it's everything. It's everything I love. It has it all here. And so Aaron and I talked about, you know, we we always get a little uncomfortable like jumping into a series or like taking the middle of a series because like what if we don't know what's going on? Thankfully, the, these you can just jump in and it's fine. Like don't don't get me wrong. We had capital Q questions. You know, <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of things were sort of explained, but mostly taken for granted. Yes. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back. I'm going I'm the going beginning. in the way back machine and I'm doing all of them. So in that week, I read the book we were supposed to read, but then I just mainlined book one through I think five. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just like, I could not, I couldn't put them down. I had to put them into my brain. <laughs> it was an... She's good at that. Yeah, it was a necessary thing that I had to do. So, yeah, I need to find. Aaron told me there is a Patreon episode where you like, or maybe is it is that also Grace Goodwin's other series? Yeah. Like, why do I? Keep- I think I think we we do a breakdown of the Grace Goodwin series. Okay. Although we've been promising because I read all those books, and so we were like, we'll do an Ice Planet episode, and then I don't think it ever happened. So it's happening maybe, now. We'll figure yeah. it out. Aaron and I will go back and we'll do it again. So yeah, but now yeah. I need to go find the Grace Goodwin because I only read that book because you all did it and I was like, whoa. It's magic. <laughs> it's pure magic. Was it's- that the one with the magic fruit that made you more, more like you eat the fruit to help you be open for like anal sex? No, I'm no, not no, 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 no. That, that sounds like a something though. <laughs> I thought it was that one. Okay. Oh, no. it's not. And now I've just outed myself. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> no, it was a series where like double penetration was a big thing. But apparently, the- a lot of civilizations are based upon double penetration, and I am okay with that. <laughs> you too. I will co sign on that. I will second that motion, is all I'm saying. Oh, well- God, that was a weird double entendre I didn't mean to do. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, blurg. Do you right. want me to well, cut it? No, I do not. Are you kidding me? 
get out of here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Most well, of my something. humor is accidental. And it's like in order to help the woman be more, I, I don't want to say this word, but it's the only one I can think of, loose it's open. for anal Get it. Sex. Yeah. You eat no. the fruit. Mm-hmm. No, the Grace Goodwin series takes a much more um, like work ethic point of That's... view in the anal training box. So <laughs> you got to work up to the double penetration. And I appreciate that about them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> The box, the the ATB, mm. <laughs> it's <good>. delish. <laughs> Is that how they refer to it in the book? The ATB, the ATB. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was something you all had made up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like they would have given it some fancy science name. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I love yeah. I love this whole subgenre of crazy space books. Okay, we came to talk about this book. <laughs> That's right. We have a very particular crazy space book to talk about. Yes. I'm down for it. So again, yes, this was Farley's book. This is the mm-hmm. one where the ice planet, I put discovered, but like they always knew it was there. This is when the modern age catches up and finds out that there is a civilization here. Yeah, so. they realize that it is habited. Mm-hmm. And we, go oh, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 because okay. it seems inhabitable and I would agree with that. From a, a quick cursory glance, I would say nobody should live there. <laughs> they should not. The air is constantly <laughs> trying to kill them. Yeah. Um, and from our perspective, we get to see some more of Ruby Dixon's universe with the, you said it and I've already forgotten it, Masak? Mesaka. Mesaka. I'm not going to I think that's how that is done. The, I don't know, though. <laughs> the modern day blue people. So we get to see yes. them and they sound really different. So our couple for this book... Do we, I guess we could we'll get into it. our couple for this book are Farley and Mardock. What did you think? Loved them. Loved <laughs> every moment of them. I loved Farley as a person, and I loved Mardock as a person. And together, they just created sparks and flames and magic. They, they were, were perfect. They were so cute, and I really love it when there's when she does this where one person has the quee and the other one doesn't, but yes. they're still getting impacted by it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because that's one of the tough things about like the fated mate sort of things. Like, do they have a choice or do they not? Mm-hmm. And I really, I like the Ruby Dixon books, like number two, where one of them like, like fights against the cooey for a specific reason. It didn't make sense in Josie's book, but it did in <laughs> Liz's. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, like, and in this case, she has the cooey and he doesn't. And he's like, I'm still feeling all these things. Yeah. And I don't understand why I'm feeling them. And it's just, but because the cooey chooses for a reason, you guys. It the knows. knows. It does. Biologically, personality-wise, it's just going to work. You saying that reminded me of something. Were you, Erin said she was staunchly anti-team Josie. Were you team Josie? She said she hated Josie. I was apathetic on Josie. Okay. But she I liked was very Hayden. team Hayden. Hayden. Okay. Hayden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're here. Farley. We've kind of like seen Farley grow up. She's been present from like book one. In, yeah. And in Josie's book, she was a wee little tot. She, she was like a preteen. Mm-hmm. She taught her oh. how to say vagina. And she's like, I'm corrupting this child. It's so good. <laughs> so that means they've been there for at least a decade now. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. and they've got the kits to show for it. <laughs> so, Josie has like four. Yeah, yeah. Josie's been real productive <laughs> with them her time both, there. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. So, so Josie's she's native to the Har- the ice planet. She's one of the only Sakwi women left. 
She has like three brothers in this book mm-hmm. who two at this point have been heroes in other books. Saluk and yes. Pashaw. Zenit gets a book when like Ruby goes back. There's like those last two books she decides to like backtrack and we get some oh. of those earlier resonances. Interesting. Well, yeah, because she's just like, and all these bitches resonated like right <laughs> off the bat. Exactly. And you're like, okay, cool, I guess. I guess that's over now. But she goes back. That's yes. Mm-hmm. So we I get like, like it. Ariana's story. And the, the one Marlene. who cried for yes, two seasons straight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand that. I get where she's coming from. I mean, I cry too, honestly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough transition. All that ice. And then we have that's Marduk, right. who is a modern day, I'm just going to call him Sakui. I know that's not his name, but I can't remember for the life of me. He's a veteran. He's got some kind of PTSD happening. He's got yeah. tattoos. He's got metal capped horns. Oh. And he's got a fake arm. Oh, boy. You're oh reacting. Boy. What were you reacting to? I mean, just the body mod. You know what I mean? So we've got aliens, right? That's exactly. one level. And then you add the body modifications on top of it. And it's just like catnip in everywhere. So you're down for it. it. He was hot. Come on now. <laughs> he was so hot. He was. Yeah. And then I love, I just love the voice that Mason Lloyd did for the modern day. Mm. <laughs> did you? read or listen i always ask. I, I read okay, yeah yeah i read so i tried it seems like that's just a thing they all do everyone body mods in, in culture now because he's I like know. he's taken aback when he sees farley and she has no metal on her horns and no tattoos Ooh. yeah but then he's like oh look at that clean slate i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> get up in it <laughs> she was also i believe topless <laughs> yes she was <laughs> loincloth only mm-hmm it was a brisk spring day for her. I love it. It was. So how did you feel about the book overall? Did we already do this? I'm like back. We did it. I think. Yeah, we did it. Okay. We are on plot discussion. Hello, awesome. plot discussion. Hello, plot. Thank you. So I, was, I usually start by saying what happens in our last book. There's not much in the last book that connects to this book because I think we have a really big time jump. Yeah, because, I thought so too. Yeah, because the last book was right after the crash of the cave. And I think, mm. and this is when I realized there's an error. Asha's book is in here. Mm-hmm. And so if Asha has a baby and we know these women are pregnant for three years. Oh so we're a good three to five years ahead in time now. Oh, I cannot even. I don't Oof. even want to think about it. So, no. so this starts. And as I finished the book and read the last chapter, maybe it's the last, it's the chapter before the epilogue with Beck. I uh-huh. it reminded me of where this whole arc is going. So we're yeah. actually yeah. I got some things to say about that. Oh, I will. But love we to hear will them. wait until mm-hmm. it's time. But just get ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got some I, things to say about Beck. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, yeah, I have things to say too. We'll get there because I could talk about I could talk about Beck all day. I have so many feelings. So this book mm-hmm. starts off. Farley is trying to get out of this tribe because these men will not leave her be. They want her so bad, you guys. <laughs> there is this, there is this, um, this youngster, this precocious child, dude. She's yeah, <laughs> and he wants to learn some things. And he wants to learn some things with Farley. He wants them to teach each other the ways of pleasure mating, you guys. And then there's also Taushin, who's older, right? And he's like, he's like, you know, Virgin, I'm desperate. He's he's right there. He's on yeah. the cusp. Yes. And they want her body. They want her. And and especially Sessa, is that his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
he will not leave her alone. He's always knocking. He's scratching on her door, as they say, trying to get it, get, get an invitation. Into the, I will say something really gross and I'm going to stop. Me too. And then I rolled it back. (laughs) Harley is that, Harley is that interested. She keeps calling. She will not. He's like lanky and and teenager. She is not interested. I'm just picturing like a 16 year old and I'm like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, he's like ice planet acnified. Like it's, it's rough. (laughs) Yes. He is just out of his like pubescent phase so mm-hmm. i get it so she's like i'm gonna go and hunting she wants to wait for her mate she wants to wait for what mm-hmm. re- resonance Has she wants her. to learn all of that with like the deeper meaning and i support a lady who knows what she wants and i do respect that she was willing to wait she's like even if he hasn't been born yet and I know. she's she, she was like, what? Somebody apparently in the village has a mate who's like 27 years younger than them mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah. girl I'm glad you don't have to wait for long. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) I mean, she's committed, and so (laughs) I gotta stand by her, but ooh. (laughs) I would just hang out with Taoshin a bit more. It's like, you know what? Maybe I can shape him into something. He seems wonderful. Maybe a little boring, but, like, other than that, he seems wonderful. Yes. He does. It's funny because he's another one we grow up with because he used to be the baby. Yeah. He was in, did you read Tiffany's book? Yes, I did. Of yeah. I did. And he was all eager. He really wants a mate, you guys. And then he, he goes does. season after season after season without getting one. And then he gets surly about it. Yeah. I mean, I sort of don't blame him. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. Um. So we have to also talk about Chompy. Because Chompy, Chompy plays a major <laughs> role in this book. Have you decided what a divisti is? I'm going to stick with a pony, like a pony, some kind of pony cow. Situation. Okay, do you want to hear what my theory is? Yes. My theory is a very shaggy si- uh, shaggy goat that is cow-sized. So a really big goat with a... So like a yak? Isn't that Giant essentially goat. a yak? No, yaks are also cows, I think, or something. Don't <laughs> at me. I don't want to know what a yak actually is. I think it's a cow, though. So anyway, yeah, but, but she keeps on saying that it bleeps. That's true. Like a Which sheep. makes me think goat. That's good Or maybe point. it's a giant sheep. A sh- yeah, a sheep. <laughs> I tried to, in my brain just now, I tried to make sheep singular and it's sheep. sheep. <laughs> so <laughs> I second guessed myself real quick. <laughs> You're oh, fine. Boy. But yeah, some kind of shaggy. And I don't know why they don't use that wool. I've brought that up a number of times. Yeah. Get <laughs> to Maybe get out of guys. this leather. <laughs> get these babies good out Lord. of this leather. Yes, get those get those leather diapers off those babies. I don't want to know. Oh my god! I don't want to know what a piece of leather looks like after it's been slapped on the ass of like nope. a unpotty trained infant. Not a or... single part of me wants to know anything about that. I choose to believe that they just like free wheel it. That's and so just, I would rather they potty honestly. train early. Yeah, it's fine. So I mean, they anyway, use poop for fuel. So. They do. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're yeah. like, let's move past that. Yes, go ahead. Let's keep going. Yeah, so the Divisti is her BFF, has been since forever. We know this. We know Chompy. Everybody knows Chompy. Everybody loves Chompy. And so she and Chompy get on the pulley system out of the gorge they're currently in. And they're going for a hunt because they got to get away from Sessa. 
and his horniness. Yes, dick. get away from me, Sessa. Get away. So she's going for a long hunt. And she's really excited about it. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. just gonna take in the countryside and meditate on the wonder of the ice planet. And she's gonna get like pretty naked because it is I mean, just a balmy spring day on the ice planet. I'm sure she left half naked. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and while that's happening, Marduk is. We learn he's something. He's security. I'm not really sure what the he's the mechanic and security. <laughs> okay, thank you. He is dual purpose on that four person ship. ship. Get it, Marduk? Because I was like, so one's hot. the healer, one's the navigator, and one's the captain. And then I could not remember what his purpose was. But you're right. He's the mechanic and the security guard. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. Think he gets by virtue of just being the biggest guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's really good with his hands, and mm-hmm. he's also really good with his muscles. <laughs> and. <laughs> And he's smart, too. Yeah, so, he's so smart. He's so hot, you guys. I don't remember why they land, except for They have some mechanical trouble. Yes. Yeah. He's been, you guys, he, his dad died a few months ago, and it's like oh, the last right. person in his family, and he's also got this PTSD thing happening that's from right. the big war that he was in, and so he might be a tiny bit distracted. Nobody can come at him <laughs> about that, Okay. He will fix it. And so they land on this planet because he's got to do a little bit of a what hose is leaking situation. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. He's got to do a little bit of an unscrew and rescrew situation. Move some wires. Exactly. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so they land. I forgot about his dad. And I was like, oh. But but he didn't know his dad very well. He so sounded like fine. he was a dick anyway. So that's fine, you guys. <laughs> yeah. He left. Loved- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So they land and like Farley sees the ship land and she watches them and she sees that they are like her, tall and blue. Uh-huh. She's oh, like, yeah. I'm going to go say hi. She is fearless, oh, our girl. Oh, she, she is so fearless. She is so self possessed. She so is sweet so disa- And she's so sweet. Oh my gosh. This optimistic olive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she so while he's out there pulling out she walks up and she like starts yak chatting at him he doesn't know what she's saying and then for a full like i got a feeling for like a full 10 minutes he thinks she's a hallucination uh-huh <laughs> he's like oh i didn't know i was out in space this long because uh <laughs> there's a super naked chick right in front of me and she's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen this it's, has to be a hallucination <laughs> so yes it's not until they touch hands and he's like, oh, mm. she's real. Oh, their fingers brush, everyone. Their fingers brush. It's, it's and he sweet. feels it right in his dick part. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Which means, yep. and so does she. Well, not her dick oh, parts, yeah. but so does she. But she starts resonating immediately. One of my favorite lines in this thing is like, she's here she's real and she's purring or something like that oh it's like this three oh it's so good it's so good because yes yeah, her queen sees everyone sees him and they're like yep that's the one instantly mm-hmm. and she's very excited yeah and like this is very convenient for her for someone who was like i'll wait 27 years things got that done <laughs> jesus like she's just going out to be by herself and all of a sudden she just stumbles upon her faded mate in i mean this could only happen in a, it's so wonderful it's, it's pretty I, great he doesn't know what's going on they can't communicate 
Yeah, they speak totally different languages. He's never even heard her language before. Mm-hmm. And then it switches to Farley's perspective, and she's like, I am resonating. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I have found my equal partner, and I have found the mate who is going to give me kits and take care of everything, and I'm going to hunt for him, and it's going to be so great. Um, She's, like, planning their wedding. She's, I mean, it's done in her brain. And, and in fact, what she's saying to him in her language is, um, what does she say? She says, do you want to mate here or do you just want to go right back to my cave? Like, we could just right here. I'm That's mostly what... naked anyway. I was going to say she is ready to go off. She's like, well, there's a hunter cave nearby. I could just take them there. Or we could just do this. I am literally only wearing a loincloth right now. So right here in the snow would be fine. It's We can make it work. She's always willing, these guys. You got to respect Good Lord. It. It's so wonderful. I do want to give a shout out to her, to both voice actors, because when, I, mean, I guess it's just Mason Lloyd. When he, when Marta can't understand her, they, uh-huh. they copy the gibberish that they hear. And he is just spouting off this fake language with Whoa. such confidence it's like that is so cool it was really well done so i couldn't even read it my mind just skipped it in the text i was like i don't know what that is but go ahead sorry yeah yeah no i was just gonna point out that she immediately grabs his hand takes off his glove and puts <laughs> his hand on her teat on her teeth you guys <laughs> it's so good well she oh oh and no time Oh, no, but I also love because, um, you know, she's so confident, but then she grabs his, his one of his hands first and oh, tries to yes. pull off the mm-hmm. glove and he pulls it away and she's like, oh my God, does my mate not like me? And he's like, she's like, mate, do you not like me? And then he offers his other hand because she grabbed the bionic the arm hand. and he's like, mm-hmm. that's not going to do anything for either of us. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's a little self-conscious of it. Or did oh, I yeah. insinuate that all myself? No, I I think that's true. I also think that it's tough because it's a it's a physical reminder of the awful trauma, trauma. he was mm-hmm. through, you know. And he still has phantom pains. Like oh, he's poor a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a. I thought it was a a fairly good depiction of an amputee without like without having that experience myself. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or without making it like this pity party or like it's completely yeah. made his yeah. life unlivable so right um right so they're out there chatting when suddenly <laughs> who comes bleeding up oh no he's so excited you guys choppy just wants to say hi he choppy wants to chomp you guys and so he's like galloping up and Marduk reacts like a soldier mm-hmm. and shoots poor chompy takes out his ray gun and he just shoots that that divisti right in the gut and it's horrifying and he and he also he does a big protect he like takes her and he puts her behind his back and he's like shooting now i'm shooting Mm -hmm. shooting and then she of course freaks out and goes over to her divisti because she doesn't know what happened she just saw a flash of light and then her best friend went down Mm -hmm. and she doesn't she doesn't put that he's responsible for chompy getting injured i was so hurt by this it's in the outline in all caps and I was very angry. Marduk shoots Chompy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how could we have an HEA after this? This is bonkers. And he sort of realizes he's overreacted. Like, yeah. he's like, he's like, I responded incorrectly. It's her pet. So he, he initially, <laughs> he, 
He does briefly consider oh. putting Chompy out of his misery. I mean, listen, I grew up on a farm. That would be my first reaction, too. Is and it like, makes sense. To, yes. This seems real bad, you guys. It seems pretty debilitating, if not dire. So maybe we should just put him out of his misery. Um, well, no, I do. I do love, though. We have to take a look inside his brain really quick, because during all of this, um, he says that he has a violent surge of possessiveness toward this woman uh, because she thinks about him meeting the other dude on the ship. And she's like, I saw her first. She's mine. And then he thinks to himself, all right, if she's mine, I need to fix this because like, yes. I just shot her dog. <laughs> this is not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just shot her French bulldog and no, not a lot of people can come back from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Choppy is like, he's not, he didn't, it wasn't a kill shot. He's injured. He's in pain. So mm-hmm. he scoops up this giant mm-hmm. sheep dog horse, walks onto the ship. Farley's trailing behind him, takes it straight to the healer. And he's like, you got to heal this pet thing. Can you imagine? Like this woman. Oh my God. Neri, Neri <laughs> she, does she, not suffer fools. And she deals with a lot in this book. Oh, so much foolishness in this book. <laughs> to a point, almost to a, a detrimental point. Like Neri could relax a tad like completely completely but she does she does woman up and have a soft spot in her heart and agree to save this giant furball that is landed in her in her her lab yeah so they put it in the the magic alien the you know bed chamber where it just does does operations by itself it's great it's really really awesome for the whole canon i was so happy when she introduced this it was lovely well it was also in the um it's been on the Elder Cave, right? It's just the updated it, yeah. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that I mean. Elder Cave man. It's saved them so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, at some point, he finally figures out. He gets her talking, and the computer's able to identify what she's speaking. And when yeah. it identifies it as old sock, he's like, "They haven't spoken that in a millennium." And so he yeah. realizes that's when he gets the first hint. I mean, I'm sure there's hints before this, but the first hint that like. Farley is not just some some contemporary who's crash landed onto this planet. Right. Yeah. Right. They've been here for a minute. Mm-hmm. And by a minute, I mean at least a thousand years. years. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so they have that same fancy language zapping technology. So he gets that yeah. zapped in his head and they can start talking. Yeah. Um, and then the the captain finds out about her presence and everything that's been going on. And so he immediately goes into military man mode and he's like, we will hold a formal dinner and I will interrogate her because I am certain she's a spy. I listen. I first, yeah. I have so many things to say. I love it when Ruby just embraces sitcom shenanigans. This yes. dinner was a sitcom shenanigan because there was oh. no reason for it. There was nothing. <laughs> we did not get anything out of it. Not a single thing. Well, and even you're a captain of a ship and you're like, I want to interrogate this strange woman. You don't need to plan a formal sit down dinner to do it. You certainly don't. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why. I think of that scene from The Little Mermaid when Ariel sits down at the table and puts out the fork and starts combing her hair with oh, it. Oh, yeah. She's like, look what I can do. I know about your culture. It's so good. <laughs> I had that whole. Marduk is Eric. And then the captain is whoever that old dude was. So I loved this yeah. whole scene. Because, yes, he thinks she's a spy, which is mm-hmm. nuts. And Marduk even yeah. tells him that. 
Yeah, he's like, you're you're at an eleven right now, and you need to be at like a three. <laughs> so he's like spying on what, sir? So. Yeah, like why would why would she even care? Yeah, and well, but then by the end of the dinner, the captain is like, if we we need to go see her people because if we can, we have a duty to help these people get off of this terrible rock. Yes, to rescue and, them. Yeah, and take them back to civilization. And so, yeah, she's going to spend the night on the ship. She plans to go back to the hunter cave. And she's like, I need fire because I got to go. Yeah, she needs a light. Before that, yeah. though, I want to talk about, like, the emotions. Oh. And, like, because Marduk Ooh, yeah. is really protective over her during this whole dinner. Yeah, he is. No one's outright rude. But there is, like, a hint of condescension towards, like, everything about her. And there's a lot of snickering. There's mm-hmm. a lot of sneering mm-hmm. um, from the other crewmates, like yes. particularly from this one dude, Truckan. Yes. I think his name mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a dick overall. There's a bunch of of like you know side eyeing her. Mm-hmm. And I like it when he like, he like has to stick up for her, and like she senses she senses something, like she senses that they're rude. She can't figure out mm-hmm. why they're like, she since it, it wasn't a great dinner, but she can't pinpoint why. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, and he's like needing, he's like desperately trying to protect her while still needing to respect the hierarchy of the ship. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a little bit hard for him to navigate as well. They also, I, they also made her get dressed <laughs> and she's wearing oh, this yeah. suit. <laughs> that she's apparently just busting out of because she's so muscular. Yeah. We stand a girl who is fit. Hell yeah. So yeah, now we can get to the bed scene, the sleeping scene. Ayo. Which was really cute. It was so cute. <laughs> because at I first, loved it. Yes. He tries to do like, I guess the quote unquote decent thing and give her his bunk and he sleeps in yeah. a storage room and Farley is like, no, and she keeps like intercoming him because she wants him to yeah. come back and sleep with her. She's like, this doesn't make a lick of sense. We're mates. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what your problem is. Granted, she also she knows enough to be like, girl, don't scare him off. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. she hasn't told him yet about the whole thing. Um, but she's like, he keeps on being like, I'm going to leave you alone now mm-hmm. because I might not be able to control myself. And that's a little bit laughable just because of Sakui and Mesaka culture. Like, mm-hmm. they're very anti-rape. They're very into women's consent. Mm-hmm. But still, he's like, at the very least, all night I'm going to be super uncomfortable. And also, mm-hmm. it's against my ship's regulations to have any kind of relationship with visitors. And I think so that's he, the big thing, the appearance yeah, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So he keeps on trying to fuck off. And she's like, no, nah, dude, you got to get right back in here. What are you doing? And he keeps being like, are you scared? And she's finally like, listen, if I say out loud, I am scared. Will that make you stay? Because if so, I'm shaking in my boots. I'm so terrified. <laughs> she just wants him to spend the night. I love it. And then he finally agrees and he sleeps mm. on the floor and she's lying in the bed and she's like, He's just right there. I could just sort of. Oh, and I'm so hot. I got to take off my clothes because the cooey is warming me from the inside. And then whoopsie daisy. Looks like I fell off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and she's and then, doing this with this whole air of like innocence of like oh like not innocence it's earnestness that comes off it, as, it like, is in- innocence. yes and she's just so like oh now i'm now i'm lying on top of you <laughs> uh-huh oh it's lovely and and meanwhile like i don't he's not that much bigger than her i just imagine like this curse thunk like right down on him she just very unceremoniously just plops Plops. off the bed and onto his chest (laughs) she's really lucky she didn't get like you know the the good stuff or a horn to the face yeah i was worried about the giblets but you know also important (laughs) also important for her purposes especially she's trying to jeez yeah, so then he's like, are you fully naked right now? And she's like, I'm just wiggling on you. I'm just wiggling and giggling and like, maybe we could mate with our mouths. I think that would be really fun. I've seen it done so many times. Ooh, I want to talk about this because he is, I don't want to say disgusted, but he is just, they do not kiss with their mouths. He's taken aback. He is. They so do not kiss with their mouths. Oh my god, so mu- I love the fact that you chose me for this book because <laughs> it honestly answered so many of my questions. Like, it makes sense now why the Sakui never even knew kissing existed because they lost so much of their history when they crashed and, like, you know, all of that. Apparently, their culture or their, um, where they're from is, like, super disease-ridden. And so... Kissing is like super unhygienic there, I guess, or at least the fear of being very unhygienic. So it it makes so much more sense now. I was like, why wouldn't they? They both have mouths. If if the genitalia lines up the same way, why wouldn't she think the mouths would line up the same way? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a valid observation because like, listen, the Sakui men love putting their mouths on their They love everywhere. <laughs> yes. Does not matter. They want to get uh, up in your crevices. (laughs) They really do. So, like, why wouldn't they think to put their mouths? But that does explain it. Like, if they didn't question it, it was just some leftover thing. Exactly. We we learned that uh, basically, like, Marduk's people wear, like, full-body condoms. You guys, they cover themselves in latex. Either, like, any place where skin is is uncovered, then they cover it with latex. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He said that most of the time when he has sex, no clothes even come off. Oh. It's just like they get their dicks out and they open up the flap on their pussies or whatever. And then they condom up and go like at the, it. Right. I don't like the word flap. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're talking about pants or something. But I just thought. I what? Like what? Did, it, did I bring labia into the conversation and you weren't oh into God. it? <laughs> he's just like his mind is blown the kissing is one thing and then she puts his tongue her tongue in his mouth she puts her tongue right in his mouth it's so exciting it feels so good this is revolutionary and we find out later that he is uh, he knows what he's doing he's like made particular investments in being good in the bedroom department speaking of body modifications yeah cool do we see that here 
Because don't they do some petting? Doesn't she like... No. Mm-mm. Is that nope. okay? Mm-mm. Nope. We'll get to it. Okay. Just be on the edge of your seat, listener. <laughs> get stoked. <laughs> but yeah, so this I think is mostly kissing. And he's like, oh, I've only oh, seen wow. women in vids do that. And blah, blah, blah. In vids! In vids! I love the lingo. I love it. <laughs> I don't... I'm t- this was so fun because we got that like whole new element. I was like, I'm into yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Kev? He keeps yeah. saying Kev. <laughs> Oh my god, Kef is their fuck. And so he's like, this Keffing guy. <laughs> Get the Kef out of here. <laughs> That's going in the episode description. <laughs> so so they're like getting hot and heavy. And I think, mm-hmm. is this when she tells him, you are my yes. mate? Yeah, she yeah. explains. She's like, "I'm. it's not purring. This is resonance. My cooey has chosen you and you're my mate. And we're going to have babies someday. And he's like, hold the phone. Uh, oh, boy. But he's um, also not completely scared off either. Like he No, doesn't he's go- still into it. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right, right, right. He well, doesn't love it, but he doesn't hate it. Exactly. He's very like, I need to take a pause because his whole body and heart is telling him this is right. But he also understands that he needs to rewrite a lot of of his future that he was dead set on. He was dead set on being a loner with and not inflicting himself and his um, issues on anyone else. He was dead set on like not repeating the mistakes of his father by having children. Mm-hmm. He was dead set on all of this. And yet from the very beginning, he's like, door's a little open like it's cracked i don't hate this idea like spending the rest of my life with this woman who is wild and and just does things with abandon and is so optimistic and smiley and has such a a zest for life he's Mm -hmm. stoked about and it starts like not not really slowly um rewriting the narrative that he had set for himself in the future it's very cool. It's really cool. And also because even though he doesn't have a queen, he does feel really drawn to her. He gets really mm. jealous when he thinks about, you he know, her. It. Yeah, he doesn't like the idea of her with other men. He does, Or mm-hmm. not in a creepy territorial way, but he doesn't like the idea of her, you know, leaving him. Like he's really attached to her and he keeps, they're really big on saying you're mine. She's mine. Oh, he's yeah. Already, he's already reached that point when it comes to uh-huh. Barley. So Ooh. I think he feels, he may not completely believe the queen because he doesn't he thinks it's he still views it as a parasite and that becomes a thing later like oh you can just get it removed but he does think there's something to them being connected in some way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh i love that that little worm man it is that is the genius of ruby dixon's entire series Ah. this little matchmaking worm so where did we go from so what happens the next morning well, the captain is like, we got to take our ship over to those people and talk to them and see what the fuck is up. Yes. Because we need to see whether or not, because he's got this whole like backbreaking, not backbreaking. He he has this um, cargo on his ship that is incredibly important to his future. If he doesn't get it there on time, he's broke. He's done. He's toast. He's like selling the ship to pay off his debts and like trying to figure out his next step yeah and he used all of his military pension to buy this ship he's 100 yeah. percent invested in it completely but he's still an honorable enough person that he's like if there are 50 people who need to get back to civilization 
then I will dump this stuff and I will take the hit and like I guess apply for government assistance is mm-hmm. what he says. You yeah. Know? I, so I do also appreciate we learn that humans are considered a D class life form. Yeah, I mean they're right. <laughs> and we're like illegal, like it's banned in this universe because we're just too technologically primitive. Yeah. To be so not only when they were stealing people, not only were they is it illegal because of kidnapping, but they were kidnapping from a planet that is supposed to be, you know, stay away, quarantine, right. leave them be. Right. So, yes, exactly. please leave us. Actually, maybe don't. Come help us. Please. Help oh my us. god. I mean, Jesus. Twenty twenty. Let's let's get let's shake things up, I guess, is what I'm saying. Let's let's get some common sense back. Um <laughs> yeah. So, yes, and so they She's, I really like the whole technology. I like this little scene. It's not that important. But they're like, mm. they explain to her, we don't have to walk back. We're going to fly you back. Yeah. So they all go to the bridge and Marduk is like, she'll sit with me. Because at first, the navig- And then she's like, yeah, I will. Yeah, and he pulls up a seat and she looks at the seat and she's like, I'd rather just sit on your lap. And she plops right down on his lap. I it's love so how she's just like, no, thank you. I'd rather just sit here, be comfortable. Yeah. Well, and then she notices that everybody like side eyes her and she whispers in Marduk's ear, like, are your people not very affectionate when you have mates? <laughs> and he's like, What's just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, don't you worry about it, girl. You stay right there on my knee. It's good stuff. <laughs> because at first the navigator is like, she can sit next to me and he doesn't want that at all either. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. And fuck you, Trekkin, or whatever your name is. We're calling him Shrekin from now. Shrekin. <laughs> yeah. So, and they, and then, because, oh, that's the one insult I remember him making when she says they used to live in a cave. He was like, of course you did. And then she's like, yeah. but then it was destroyed. And then he feels like a real asshole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so they fly them over to the caves or the village, wherever they are now. I don't remember. And they land and like, she's got, she went, she's going to go first. To introduce, because granted, right. I think she sees the line of hunters. Hell yeah, they're out there with their spears. God damn it, yes. they're not. They're not taking nothing from nobody. Okay. Every time a ship lands on this planet, it brings problems. So they- yeah, all their women might disappear. Fuck that. <laughs> they're not having it. Mm-mm. So they're ready to throw down, and she's like, "Listen, I need to do some. I need to do some smoothing of the way. Exactly. Let me do some diplomacy real quick." All right. Exactly. And Marduk mm-hmm. is like, wait, they have spears. You shouldn't go over there. You should stay here where you're safe with me. And she's like, dude, these are my people. Did you not? Like, what are you talking about? Keep up, Marduk. Yeah. So she goes over and, and one of them tries to pull her behind him because he's like, Bechthal. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The cheek. He grabs Ooh, her by the arm. <laughs> that cunnilingus to say hello legend. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Let me show you the, the greetings of my people. <laughs> oh, it's so true. All right. Well, <laughs> well. So then, and then Marduk is like, "You get your hands off of her! Don't you dare!" And he comes storming over, and so they're about to throw down, and uh, Farley has to scream like, "Hey, you buffoons! That's my mate! Stop it, everyone!" <laughs> Don't you do anything to him. He, do you see how hot he is? Look at his hands. They're so shiny. 
I want to lick all of his tattoos, and I have not gotten the opportunity yet, so you need to back down, <laughs> Farley says. And it's funny because, like, they get a little heated by his behavior, but as soon as she's like, residents, everyone's, like, smirking. It's like, oh, okay. So they're like, oh, that's yeah, cool, why cool, he's cool. acting like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it describes, like, two of the hunters just smirk, and uh-huh. I think, like, Beck rolls his eyes. Yeah. One basically is like, ah, yes, I see, I see. Yes, this hormonal bitch, yes. <laughs> it's true. So they, she smoothed things over and she's like, they landed here and she gets a little scolded because he's like, you don't know who they could have been. They could have like, right. what would you have done if they had snatched you up and flown away? And yeah, they're baby, basically like you sweet baby angel. Just because yes. they look like us doesn't mean they're good people. You got to be yes. careful. And she kind of naively says, like, they can't, I have the queen, they can't take, I can't leave, I have the queen, or something. She, has, yeah. she, she doesn't fully get it. It's like, oh, you poor sweet baby. Oh, yeah, because P.S., when Neri was healing Chompy, she was like, hey, this thing looks really great, except the only thing that's wrong with it is, you know, the gut wound. The gaping, the bleeding worms. gut wound. <laughs> and then they both have parasites, so that's awkward. Yes. And I can take yes. out the parasite. So he has a conversation with her and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. The Kui stays. The Kui is mine and Chompy's. You don't separate us from our Kui's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they discuss the difference between parasites and symbionts and it's a whole thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like, they can't take me. I'll die if I have the Kui off this planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we hear later from even like the human women that like, because it's so funny. They were all, when you read those earlier earlier books, disgusted by the idea of this Kui. And now they're right. like, well, it's not just a physical dependence. It's sort of like an emotional one, too. Yeah. It's like they're all attached to this little worm in their chest. Of course. It shows their faded mates. It made them babies. so happy. It also yeah. keeps them from dying. So. Also <laughs> that. More... Yes. It spits out IUDs. It does all the things for you. <laughs> all right? That book... Thank God that was the book I picked first between the IUD falling out of her pants to the pterodactyl attack. Oh my God. The pterodactyl attack. The giant bird. Oh my They God. never call it a pterodactyl. And I'm like, that's straight up. That's super what it is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, I love it. I'm so glad that's the first book I read because it's set. It got me ready for this. Oh. So they decide to have, like, they invite them and they sort of have, like, another dinner, I guess. Yeah, the tribe welcomes them. Mm-hmm. They have a celebration and they welcome them. And I kind of mm-hmm. love this, too, because we have yeah. a very important, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but a very important conversation gets had. I would love between... to. I would love. Yes! 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 <laughs> yes! This is, this is one of the other moments where I was like, thank God it's me. You chose me. Me. I'm so honored to finally figure out the mystery of what the fuck a spell is. God, it's wonderful. I'm so sorry, listener. I'm so sorry that I yelled at you just now. I'm so sorry, but god damn it. I'm so excited for this. Okay, take it away, yes. Danny. Do it. Yes. So they're, and maybe I will get there though, but they're sitting around. They've been introduced to all the babies and they're like getting a lot. And he's like, wow, these people are primitive. And Josie, he also calls all the human women ugly at one point, which yeah. is kind of funny. They just were straight up gross. <laughs> so he, he's sitting around waiting. Stacy's off to make him some eggs because no one else would eat her food, which oh, I also Stacey's thought was Stacy's making funny. him a yummy frittata. <laughs> She's such a sweetie pants. And Josie and Liz sort of corner him. And they're like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up? 
we have an anatomy question for you. <laughs> and they are not hesitant. It's like they're yeah. at the doctor's office or at their it's OBGYN funny. and they have questions. And they're like, the spur, what's it for? What does it do? <laughs> Why is, is it? it? <laughs> Tell and me everything. Appalled. And he also has this momentary fear that if he like sits here and starts talking spurs with these women, <laughs> their husbands are going to come up and kick his ass. <laughs> he's such a coward he like makes some excuse and walks away and neary our resident doctor yeah tells us what its purpose is (gasps) and it is all about pheromones that's what everything's about essentially it's a pheromone distributor exactly Mm -hmm. because and like i kind of spoiled the the spur thing in a preview episode but we learned something else in this episode about the female sakui yeah 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 and that, because we were always like, why do they have a spur if they don't have a clitoris? Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe they do. <laughs> it's just all the way inside. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I thought that they had more, like, G-spot orgasm. That's what I think that's it. Yeah. And maybe my yeah. my own understanding of anatomy is <laughs> But there is a spot inside. And yeah. that is why our guy, Marduk... It's don't, say it yet. don't say it. Yet. Okay. Don't say it yet. Yes. Okay. Oh I'm jumping Let's the gun. discover it with Farley. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so we have this very important conversation, and I'm super glad. That- yeah. So the so the ladies are sitting there, and they're like, "Oh, it leaves the pheromones all up in the like the vulva folds. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense because then mm-hmm. you know other males will be like, huh, smells like somebody's uh, other." Somebody else. Yeah, I don't super know how to say that, but yeah, sounds like <laughs> smells like I shouldn't be here. I guess question mm-hmm. mark. So it's like it's like a mating thing. They're a mated pair, and it's, yeah, it's like a. I guess when a cat rubs up on you, I don't know why I mm-hmm. said that. At this party, while they're having a good night, so let's continue on with the plot. They're having this party. He's eating his frittata. Yeah, yeah finds out he enjoys it. Um, he looks off and he looks over, and our girl Harlow. Is once again not doing well. Harlow, oh my god, this poor thing. She has been through so much. Harlow has yes. it rough. Okay? Yes. Yeah, Every and so pregnancy. she just like super collapses. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Now that I know what's going on, it makes total sense. Mm hmm. So he describes her looking very gaunt. Her stomach is huge. Her eyes are sunken. She's very pale. She's very thin. And when he looks over, she sort of collapses and he sees her and he reaches her first. Rook comes, steals her away. Like he's panicking and he's like, yeah, he's like we can. I don't remember if it's him or if it's Farley, but he's like, we can help her because we have the med bay. Oh, no, he does. Mardok does, because this is a pivotal thing about Mardok. We find out a lot later. He will. He says to himself, I'm not going to let anybody else die if I can change that like if i can intercede and make them live that is what i'm going to do i don't care what it costs i don't care about anything because the captain and the medic person are like it costs a metric fuck ton of money to like run these machines and these are strangers and he's like take it out of my pay take it out of whatever we are saving this mm-hmm. woman i loved that whole, i was uh, like i'm so proud of you Marduk. i loved it that was so great yeah because Farley so doesn't good. get it either. She's like, why did she hesitate? It's like our poor sweet baby. Yeah, I know. I know. She's such a sweet baby angel. 
And he's like, it's a complicated business of like money and resources and whatever, but it doesn't matter because we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. So they take her up to the ship and do, you've done, obviously you've done Harlow's book. So uh-huh. you know about her brain tumor. Tumor. Mm-hmm. So basically the queen can't handle her pregnancy and keep and fight off the tumor at the same time. Yeah. Right? It's working yeah. so hard for poor queen. Like, I feel like we should give her another one and, like, do some teamwork or something. Have they tried that? <laughs> Can you get Pop another one? one in there is all I'm saying. Do you get another mate? Like, I don't think you get another mate because the cooies know. And they would the next cooie would know sink. that it's That's Rook. True. That's true. Yeah. They would just do some teamwork, I think. They could just be roommates right in her heart parts. She needs something because they say, like, not only is she sick, her quee apparently is already, like, kind of weak. Like, she, I guess, didn't get a strong one when they gave her one. Oh, interesting. Because it's her sickness on, because they keep saying, like, didn't the healer say something like her quee is not strong? Well, no, because it's working so hard. I mean, it's, it's keeping a giant mass of a brain tumor at bay. And it's like a, it's a frontal lobe brain tumor. On Earth, it was, like, inoperable and it was growing at a really fast pace. And this cooey is like, you know, telling it to stay back, you know, but it can't do that and take care of a fetus at the same time. Poor little cooey. So they take him to the med bay and the med bay is like, I can fix her up right quick. Mm -hmm. And so they do that. Mm -hmm. We should, I think this would be a good part to like sort of introduce that like during this time, Marduk has sort of been, or maybe maybe it's also later. Mm. I've read so many of these books at this point. I know, I know, I know. Plot points are just a giant porridge in my brain. <laughs> but he tries to tell her about like what life is like off the planet. Like he discusses mm. concepts of war and like why Neri was so hesitant to spend right. the money and all these other things. Yeah. And he kind of and he kind of sucks because Farley is she's too pure for that. She's a cinnamon she roll and she, she doesn't really get it. So. So they do all that. Then they just go back and they have their first night together in her hut. Yeah. They go back to the village. And, and he's still cold. So she builds him a fire. Ooh. And he strips like completely naked and they get in the furs. And there is the heavy petting that starts oh, happening. Oh boy, you guys. They do some more mouth mating. Okay. And it is <laughs> good right. stuff. And then, uh, and can I just say that I had such a huge consent boner throughout this thing? Because everything, every moment is is like sexy, like, can I do this more? Like, tell me what you like. Is there anything you don't want me to do? And she's like, can I explore you? And he's like, God, yes, please. Um, and so she starts Can I explore- touch you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I touch you here? Is there anywhere you don't want me to touch? Like, it's just so yummy. And um, and so she she starts, like, kissing up on him. And... How does this happen? Oh, I forget what their conversation is. Oh, he, she asked what about um, why they do the horn thing, right? Why they cap the horns and do other body modifications. Mm-hmm. And also, I think you were on the right path. She's like feeling him up and kissing him. And she yeah. notices that the skin on one part of his body does not look or feel the same as the skin on like right. the other part. And right. he tells her, like, it's artificial. And then he has to explain what all that is. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where she finds out that he was, like, super injured. Like, his whole arm was shot off. Um, He has an artificial hip and, like, an artificial, like, waist and gut, I guess. It's a yes. lot. Woof. He says, like, a hole was blown into him. So it feels like they had to rebuild, like, yeah. the whole left side of him or something. Yeah. So 
she says, um, does it hurt to have your horns covered? And he says, not at all. It's just a trend, kind of like piercings. And she touches his earlobes and she's like, oh, like these? And she goes, is it just because it is pretty? And he goes, most are. Some are useful, like the one on my cock, you guys! <laughs> cock piercing, cock piercing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. I was so excited when this happened. I forgot. I've read most of these books before. I forgot all about the dick piercing. Everything about it is great. So she's like, what is that for? And he's basically like, I was a ladies man when I was younger. And I got the piercing because it's more pleasurable for the woman. It's like on the, the front uh head of his is the front of the head of his cock and so it hits basically what we would understand is the g-spot or you know the common understanding of what the g-spot is because i have learned that on different women the g-spot can be roughly anywhere on the on the front um on the anterior wall of the vagina crazy it's so good Anyway, so all I'm saying is if you've never had a G-spot orgasm, poke around in there. Because I have one friend. <laughs> I'm serious. One friend, her um, her G-spot is like right, um, uh, like almost at the opening of her vagina. And another friend whose G-spot is like way, way up in there. Um, so, yeah, it's really neat. Anyway. So, yeah, he has this piercing. And, she's, and she says, huh, she says, and you had it pierced because it gives females more pleasure? I beam at him. You are so thoughtful, Marduk. Hurting yourself so you can please your partner more. And he, he rubs his hand over his face again and looks embarrassed. I'm not a saint, Farley. I did it because I liked hearing the girls scream my name. <laughs> oh, you have, to, you have to read the next uh-huh. paragraph. And then she goes, I will. She goes, I frown because hearing him say it like that makes me jealous. Have a lot of females screamed your name? Do they use your full name or just Marduk? <laughs> he goes, this is seriously awkward, Farley. He strokes my arm. I haven't been with a woman in well over three years. Haven't wanted anyone to touch me. You're the first person I've wanted in forever. Does that help? And she goes, a little. A little? <laughs> I just, I just Do they love... use your full name or I can I just, just scream Marduk? Do I need to remember all of it? Oh my gosh. I loved it. I also love when she asks if they could try it with the piercing and without. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, like he's once like, it's in, it's in. Nope, 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 nope. We're not messing with that. Um, uh, But this does lead to a kind of serious moment because he has made it pretty clear that he is leaving. And so she says oh, like, I'm going to be the first one in a while. So does that mean that when you leave me, you're going to go seek out the the pleasures of other women? And he goes, I don't even want to think about leaving. And um, I don't want to think about anyone else but you. Um, and he says, I'm not sure I could let another woman touch me. And she says, you should be mine and mine alone. Uh, and this a smile curves his mouth again. I agree. Oh, oh. It's so wonderful. And so they do sort of, this is the start of both of them sort of agonizing over, they have these strong feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. Who's Who will stay and who will go? 
and so wait, they've got to sort I'm of... sorry. I'm so sorry. I know this is your podcast, but come on. <laughs> so she goes down on him. Okay. Oh, we were gonna get there. <laughs> And then, like, she, he, um, he starts, like, je- basically, he, when it's time for him to come, he won't come inside her because he's well, worried because about getting he her pregnant. Well, because then he goes down on her. Whoa, whoa, yes. whoa. Then <laughs> he so- goes down on her, okay? <laughs> I am messing up the sex <laughs> Do not besmirch the name Marduk. He's reciprocative, okay? Reciprocative. That's a new one. He reciprocates is what I'm saying. Um, and then as he's doing that, he's like, oh my God, I just need to be inside her. So, oh, because also you guys, this is brand new to him. He's never put his mouth on another person's skin, Mm -hmm. let alone their vulva. And so he is super stoked about it. And since she doesn't have a clitoris, we get like a really good tongue fucking scene. He's like very serious about the tongue fucking. And it's, and their (laughs) tongues, if we, as we've learned from other books are like ridged and plated and... It's everything like a cat or something. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Everything makes more sense. I now. know. Oh, so thank you for choosing me. <laughs> and so he um oh yeah. So then he's like, I just I I am so turned on. I need to be inside her. I've gotta do it. And then he's like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. I can't because we learned, oh my god, also ugh, Danny, oh, we did we, forget. We forgot the scan scene. Yeah, we learned about what resonance actually is. You guys. Oh, my God. And then this, okay, please explain okay. this because it brings yeah. up another question that please, I need to ask because we learned something else new. I'm here for all of your questions. So <laughs> while she's on the ship getting her health scanned, she's sitting there by herself because, okay, we're taking a step back. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Sorry, you guys. Scene. We're going to rewind, but we will get you back to the sex scene. We promise. <laughs> So she's getting a health scan from Nari and Marduk is not in the room because when Farley starts stripping, Nari gets super offended and sends him out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's getting her health scan, blah, blah, blah. He comes back to get her and her cooey starts purring. Mm hmm. And something on Nari's little screen pings. She looks mm-hmm. down and she goes, huh. huh. And then she. <laughs> Interessante, Miriam yes. says. And then she says, I'm done here. Marduk, can we talk in private? Yeah. Hey, Marduk, let's have a chat, shall we? Exactly. So they go out in the hallway. And she's like, all right, bro, tell me what's happening between you and her. Because I know something is happening between you yeah, and yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because literally the moment you walked into the room, she ovulated. You guys, resonance every time the lady resonates, she drops an egg. I cannot believe they don't have more like third tuplets. You know what it's, I mean? It's a well, yeah. Cause, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> because I was gonna say she also mentions having a menstrual a menstrual cycle, right? And I'm like, how does so now trying to combine both of those things into one? I don't see how that works at all. What are you talking I about? I guess it could. Sure it does. <laughs> what? <laughs> because like. Because that's what menstruation is about. It's like getting the egg ready, but like resonance seems like you could strike at any time. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm overthinking it. 
Maybe it does. Listen, Maybe you. Here's here is what I've figured out in my brain map so far. Okay, okay. I'm open to any and all. All right, here's theories. my theory. Okay, so um, when the Kui enters your body, it starts changing your physiology. As we know, it can cure brain cancer. It can spit out your IUD. It can do all the things. It's right, doing a whole bunch of things. That's right. It makes your skin glow and it it increases your body temperature. I think what it also does is it keeps your eggs at bay. Like, it keeps them in the ovary, still getting produced, but, like, produced more, so that uh-huh. when it decides your body is at peak, let's make a babiness, it can just spit out eggs whenever your partner comes into the room. Brrr, egg. Brrr, egg. Egg. Right? And so, menstruation still happens because you've got to keep the baby factory clean, you know? Sweep That's it out true. once a go. month, That's right? True. You don't yeah. have to be getting rid of an egg every month. You just got to keep it in working order until the cooey is like, brr, egg. That's, that's my, true. That's my theory. And you know what? I can work with that theory because that makes sense. I can deal yeah. with that. Yes. Yeah. And I guess since these women are pregnant half their half the time they've been on this planet, just having general flo- like courses is, hasn't been a problem. Yeah, exactly. You're pregnant for three goddamn years. <laughs> And they all got like knocked up within a year of being yeah, on this which is, I mean, and being pregnant for three years is its own problem. However, yes. um, yeah, I just, I just, if here's the problem with my theory, okay, and I'm, I'm putting it out there for everybody to ruminate on, okay. How are there not more quintuplets? If it's spitting out an egg every time your partner walks into a room, how are not all of his sperms connecting with all of those eggs? You know, because they're mean? all just got to be bouncing around in there. I mean, they're they're just yeah, they're they're like ping pong balls. You know, they got to be. So I don't know. So you've got people like Josie and Farley, where like the residence happens and they don't, you know, hook up right away. Josie was running around for a month. How many eggs was, was that thing spitting out? I know. Maybe maybe the cooey also creates like an escape hatch. Oop, egg didn't get used. Bye bye. Or yes. like. Egg has wonky chromosomes. Bye bye, and it's a different thing than like what a what a normal miscarriage would be, or what a normal period would be when you just get rid of the egg that's unused. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I like this is a good start. I can work with this. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Sometimes I'm a genius. so humble too i love it yeah 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 yeah. you know i know my worth sometimes right you know we all should so yes so now we can fast forward back to the first so she goes down on him and she likes it a lot and he's finally Mm -hmm. like no 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 no. you gotta come back oh and she is so this girl is so my girl because he's like if you keep going i'm going to come all over your beautiful face and she's like you can i would like that (laughs) We can do that in the future if you would like. Um, and But he's like, no, 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 no. So then he goes down on her. He super likes it. She comes like a freight train. And then he's like, oh, God, I can't. Uh, I can't come inside her because I'm not going to leave her. I'm not going to abandon her with stay. a baby. Mm-hmm. And so if she ovulates every time she purrs, the chances of me impregnating her are huge. It sounds like that's exactly what this cooey is trying to get us to do. That is its end goal, yes. Yeah, so he just um, he just strokes himself off and, and comes on her stomach. And Sweet Baby Angel thinks that he <laughs> just, he just did a whoopsie. He just better. Aw, 
She's like, oh, that's all right. Next time you can come inside me. Isn't this, after he has the whoopsie, isn't this also the scene where he tells her that he can remove the Kui and the other option is that she can go, like, adventure in the galaxy with her with him? This is, yes. At some point, she realizes. Yeah. And it, it makes sense because that's after she's seen what the surgery machine can do for Harlow. Right, So we know right, that's, right, right. that's an option. Yeah. And so they go back, after their night, they go back to the tribe and it's really cute. Her brothers Ooh. take take Marduk out on a hunt. There's a really mm-hmm. cute moment where I think Pashov is, or Zenik is mocking one or both of them at the same time. He's acting like Farley with like the hair flips, but he's saying, don't touch her. She's my mate. And even Harley's <laughs> like, which one of us are you pretending to be? I don't know why. I so love that good. whole moment. Well, and right before then, the whole tribe is basically like, they're awake like ooh, the new mated pair is awake and can i just tell you this this resonated so deeply with me on like a mardock level because he's pretty uh embarrassed about this and the the morning after i gave away my virginity because of course i did it on like a trip where a bunch of people would know about it because there were logistics involved and people had to drive me places in order for this thing to happen, I walked into a room the next morning and the entire room started applauding. Oh, so <laughs> I would refuse to come into the room and be like, bye. I bowed and then I fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> Points for the bow. It's a Thank good you. baller move. Bow and wave and yes. see you dicks later because you guys are dicks. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. To clap. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's all right. Oh, poor little Billy. But that's what he is. He feels super embarrassed. And then they take her hunting. And while they're out doing that, yeah. she runs into her old group of admirers. Oh, my God. They come visit. Yeah. Yes. She's just trying to feed Chompy and, like, mind her own business. And Sessa and Taoshin come up and they're like, Well, they have okay. good intentions, I think. They At least do. Taoshin does. They do. Because yeah. he's like, Congratulations, we're going to go take part in the Sakats hunt. And we learned that to do that means you're like accepting of the of the coupling, blah, blah, blah. And they're yeah. cool with it until they hear that Marduk might not stay. Right. And Sessa, I keep wanting to call him Sasa. Sessa gets real surly about it. Oh, he's mad. He's like, how nerve. dare he take one of the only unmated females and then fuck off? Like, exactly. how dare he? he is so he mad. storms off in a post-pubescent rage. And <laughs> then Taoshin, bless him, Taoshin comes over and he's like, listen, if you have become kitted with this man, I don't know what he says. <laughs> You know what? That works. It gets to the point. <laughs> you are be kitted. Yeah. And he's like, and, and your kit needs a father. I will be that hunter for you. It's Woo! a very good stand-up moment. That's it's why I was like, we can't come for Taushin in the scene because he is coming. No, Taushin is the best. He is. Yes. I can't. I would love to read his book. I need to figure that out. Although if it's in a storyline later on, then I have words about it. <laughs> Oh, oh, we will get there. We will get there. We will get there. We will get there. So, and she does have this little moment. He's like, you'll make a good mate someday. And he's all sad. He's like, someday. And I was like, oh, Oh, Tasha, sweetie, you're killing me. This is why she's so good. I'm already invested. I know. I'm so invested now. 
I'm completely invested. Yeah. She yeah. just, just let me give you all my money, Ruby Vixen. <laughs> so then so, she has this crisis of like, oh my God, it all just like sort of falls down on her. And mm-hmm. she needs her mama because sometimes you need your mama. Mm-hmm. But ma- she has this heart to heart with her mother and her mother, e- but her mother has to tell her, I can't make this decision for you. Because mm. it's either Farley goes with her mate and leaves her whole family behind and her whole forever. tribe. Forever. forever. They There's can't no come- coming back. They make it kind of clear that they cannot come back to this planet because I guess it's just, it's too far away or it's yeah. not, it's something. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Or she stays on the ice planet and she loses Marduk. Mm. And you know what? I kind of thought like, oh. why though? I was on team make Marduk stay from jump. I was oh my like- God. Same here. Actually, I wanted to ask you if you were on the same page with me because in my brain throughout this whole book, I was like, okay, I'm guaranteed an HEA. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. because the only HEA possible in my brain is Marduk gets over his bullshit and stays. Yes. He has nothing to lose, and she has so much to lose. She and has everything. Yeah, like, just stay. Get over the fact that you won't be able to, like, like, I don't know, produce more metals and just stay <laughs> on the goddamn planet. Get over yourself. One of his things is, like, I don't have anything to offer you, which is such a, a, a misogynistic like you know firmly heteronormative i need to be the quote-unquote provider whatever yeah but he's like i don't have anything to offer you i can't um i can't hunt i don't know how to make a fur i don't (laughs) know how to do any of this like i don't even know how to cook our ship makes all our food for us so i don't know what the fuck i would do here i'm a mechanic and that's all i could offer and meanwhile i'm like what do you think Farley can offer you yeah, out in the would... great wide world? I mean, yeah. she's a fast learner and she's totally capable and whatever, but you guys are in the same exact position, except that you don't have any family or friends or ties or anything. And Farley has this whole beautiful, happy life. It's like, it's like she lives in Bhutan, like the, the, um, is, is that what it's called? the country the happiest country in the whole yeah. world bhutan survey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah 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 she basically has this whole bhutan on ice planet and he's like but it's so fucking cold and yeah. i'm like get you a cooey bro like i get it he doesn't understand the cooey and i am also anti-cold but jesus Mardok. and also it would be easier for him to adjust to the ice planet than yeah. it would be for her to come to this culture where she doesn't know what war is she doesn't understand money she's coming from like She's coming from a completely different place. Yeah, he has one culture shock. If she were to yes. go out in the galaxy, oh, she would God. have 11 billion culture shock. Plus technology just... shock. Yes. Plus, I mean, come on, Marta. Yeah. And he kind of <sighs> says, like, they would, he even says to himself, they would ruin her. They'd make her, they would yeah. chip away at everything that makes her unique. He they would does... try to tame her. How dare Yes, they? that's what he says. Mm-hmm. He does have... To be fair, his issue is related to his trauma. And so like yes. we learned that part of his like PTSD was he was the details got a little fuzzy, but all you really need to know is that he was part of this failed like military action where they went in to fight some rebels, I think, or a militia. Listen, yeah, he was like a navy seal of the alien. Yes. Okay. So they sent him in, he made a bad call. And then he made a series of bad calls, and somehow the rebels were tipped off, and they were waiting to slaughter them dead. 
And so he said he's with this troop of guys and all of them were getting mowed down. And then he says that they all got to retreat. And by that point, he finds out that the, the coward pilot that he chose for this mission has fucked off because he doesn't want to deal with rebels. And abandoned Oof. them there. He's got big issues with being left behind or abandoned. And for yeah. and like, I don't know, for me, I feel like there's a big difference between you taking the active choice to willingly stay on this ice planet with right. a woman you like resonated with versus being abandoned in the middle of a war zone. But yeah. I've never dealt with those kind of traumas. So I knew we knew that there was only one way this book could end happily. It and has so, to be them stay. Yes, they yes. stay. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, I'm, but glad, you know I'm what? glad you're with me on that one. Yes. I'll I'll go along with it for the sake of a plot <laughs> of the emotional angst. Right. Right. So and, it, and honestly, it wasn't even that angsty just because I was like, jokes though, right? Like, no worries. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I kind of jumped ahead. He doesn't reveal that to her until the night where until they later. have like, That's fine. yeah. And yeah. they have like full on P and V sex. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's okay. She... We'll tell them when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm either I love... too early or too late. <laughs> no, I love that when you're like, this hugely pivotal emotional plot happens and I'm like exactly let's explain it all right now and then you're like in this romance book they do P and V sex when it's a heterosexual romance book and I'm like how dare you <laughs> don't spoil it until we get there <laughs> oh my god I'm a muppet oh I love it. <laughs> okay sorry so but yeah, but she spends the afternoon <laughs> agonizing, and then she learns about his whole like I can't be left behind thing. Well, and wait, so, and so then they spend the next days. They spend the next like three or four days going down on each other and angsting about being apart soon. <laughs> like then they go down on each other, and then they angst about being apart. Oh, and so they don't have the full on sex at that point? No. I thought they had, I thought they were having three days of all. No, no, okay. no, no. Because it's it's uh pivotal because she um it's from his perspective and he's like, She hasn't said a word to me about coming inside her since that first night and he assumes it's because she knows he doesn't want to abandon her with a baby. Um, and so she doesn't pressure him to have full on, like, to claim her as fully as a mate as they should or wh however they say it. And he is sort of agonizing about that, too, because she's just too pure for this world. You know, he's like, she's so good. She doesn't even want to pressure me about that because she knows that I have problems with it. And I won't even make words to tell her that I have a problem with it. Anyway. Yeah. So then... They decide that they're going to go over to the Elder Cave. That's right. I forgot all about the scene. Yeah, because they they can use their ship to turn it back over. And then, because in the Great Earth Shake, right? Yes. yes. It gets tipped over or whatever. Yes. Um. So Harlow is feeling a lot better, but Rook mm -hmm. is still like, woman in sled. <laughs> Rook. <laughs> <laughs> he's Rook being very he's hovering <laughs> yeah he's so cute so um yeah so they they lose themselves for the whole day harlow and mardok tinkering on this yes. old ass computer yes and, and they discover the big error in it because that was yeah. a big mystery too yeah 
the ship's been telling them that they've only been there for 300 years. And for Harlow, who can do basic math, thank you very much, realizes that that doesn't make sense if some of the long-lived Sakui have, they live like Mm -hmm. 150 years and they have absolutely no memory of the ship. Right. They have no oral stories of it landing. Like they are Mm -hmm. completely disconnected from it. Yeah. We also learned that maybe it's connected to a sound (laughs) because she brings up the very valid point. Like, well, if the ship is a thousand years old and a lot of this, English that it knows is not that old. How is it getting updated? So, like, it may have a satellite link to something. Which sure, is that sure. gonna, is that going to come back? It's picking up radars from yeah. all the places. All right, no worries. Um, yeah. So then, after this, so Farley's like hanging out with mm-hmm. um Rukar, the kid, the to, little baby. Yeah, the little baby face. And then she comes over and she's like, drink water because you have not looked away from that screen for seven hours. And he's like, oh, my God, I didn't even know. I should have spent this last day with you. It's our last day. And she goes, don't worry about it. Just being in your presence makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to camp out on the ship. And it's really cute. Meanwhile, Trekken, Trekken is a- about because he's, oh, my God, we forgot about the big fight scene. I guess it doesn't matter. There's a big well, they, fight, though. Marduk throws some punches. It's more of that tension he has with Trekken. That's what I'm calling him now. Yeah, Trekken. Being kind of a condescending dick, because he's got two of the hunters, and he's, like, gambling. And he's like, and Marduk's like, what the hell are you gambling with them right. for? They don't have any money. What could they possibly have that you want? And he's like, oh, you know, just blah, blah. So he's kind of being an asshole, and they get in a fight, and... You're right. It doesn't yeah. really lead to anything except Marduk spending the night in the village. That's why he spends That's the night with That's why they Harley. spend the night in the village. Yes. Okay. I mean, it could also be because they want to go down on each other, but that's fine. I mean, fine. that too. It's they didn't fine. really need an excuse. No, I didn't need one. It's cool. <gasps> so um, they decide to camp out on the ship and he and Trekken have this conversation where he's like, hey, make good choices or whatever. And... I'm going to go back to the ship. Don't worry. I'll make sure the captain doesn't leave you behind. Yeah. And and when he says make good choices, he means stay with the woman who loves you. Yeah, not like yeah, in yeah, general yeah. good choices. No, no. Not like say no to drugs, but like, <laughs> oh, yo, that lady really likes you a lot. Get over yourself. I just or whatever. like him telling him, don't smoke. <laughs> don't drink. Gets back by 11. Okay. <laughs> make good choices at so, that prom. <laughs> So. <laughs> maybe i just work with too many teenagers but that's exactly mm. where i went yeah <laughs> so then um so then oh farley is so intuitive everyone mm-hmm. listener she's so intuitive and so she's like tell me about what's going on in your heart and your brain because you're not okay what's happening and this is where we learn about his big war trauma Mm-hmm. And the idea of watching another ship fly away from him and being stranded on another planet because he was stranded and wounded in in this mass of bodies of his friends for like three yes. days. Yes. It's a big, it's a big bad. Yeah. And like and I so, get it to a point. Yeah. Oof. Um, and so she's like, okay, I understand. I understand why you can't stay with me, but I also understand that we're destined to be together and so i will go with you mm-hmm. she says i cannot leave him if it means choosing between my people and the man i love the mate i am destined to have i pick him i touch his face gently turning him toward me i will go when you leave 
Oh. She's so selfless because that's such a big thing. Like she's gonna say bye to everyone she's ever known. Yeah. Well, and also remember, she has no idea what love feels like without her cooey. So throughout oh, the whole thing. book, mm-hmm. she's been like, "What if we take out my cooey, and I, I no longer feel anything for you? What, yeah. ha- what if it feels like nothing, or or what if it's diminished?" Because of the biological response that this cooey gives me. And it's it's a big concern. You yeah. know? Jeez. She really values the connection that the cooey gives them. Like resonance yeah. in the bond. It's a connection for her. And she doesn't want to lose that right. by having her cooey removed. Right. So she decides she's going to leave. And that actually comes up later on. You were saying because the captain is like, I need everybody to tell me whether or not they want to go. And he is very shocked when none, none of them want to leave, including the women who know what quasi D-class modernity is, you know? Well, Um, because they bring up very good points. It's like, well, we can't show up on Earth with these blue alien husbands and these blue children. (laughs) Who have horns? Yeah. And she's Uh, like, also, we're considered freaks everywhere else in your galaxy. So, like, where are we going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Illegal freaks. They're not allowed to be. Yeah. Like, they're black market. Contraband is what <laughs> yes. they are. Like, so they can't literally. They like, get an apartment. Right. On Homeworld and, like, chill. Oh, my God. Wait. I'm so sorry. I oh, have, no. I have to say something that I forgot to say in all of our intimate scenes. Yes. And that is the addition of the second tail. Danny. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Two tails, Danny! They do. They use it like another appendage. Oh my god, I love it. So every time they're making out or like hooking up or whatever, they'll say they they grab each other's tails with each other's tails. They Mm -hmm. intertwine them just like Danny so eloquently put. And then and they say that it feels like just as intimate as like a dick lick, you know? It's (laughs) it's so good. They're hugging each other in every way possible. And maybe sometimes they don't hold hands, they just hold tails. I just love it. And it's so cute. It's just it's just so creative how like she went full and I'm so that's why I'm so glad she did two aliens. Yeah. She went full in and she explored like this is what you can do. This is how these aliens live. And it's like it's so good. It's so creative. Yeah, because because let's recall, (laughs) okay, the the nice thing about one person not having a tail oh, is that you true. do have access to doggy style. That's All right, true. And mm-hmm. fine. But, oh man, this whole holding tails thing really just warms really sweet. every yeah. corner of my heart. And oh. you would kind of hold her down and hold the tail down. It was really oh, good. Oh boy. Yeah, when yeah. he would like hold her down on those furs. <laughs> I can't even. Okay, he's so sexy. All right. Hmm. So we're going to get to, this is the scene, because after she decides. Yeah, we're yes, here. We're here now. I jumped the gun a couple times. I no, jumped no, the gun no. many times. You did it. You did so well. You're the best. I guess I couldn't wait. No, but now they I have full on, full on. And this, she wrote this really well. I was like, this is intense. They have some penetrating sex. He, all the eye contact. This sexy fucking alien. He is like, so they're doing some missionaries, right? And he's like, you don't get to look away from me. I want you right here with me the whole time you come when I'm inside you. 
and then when I need you with me when I come too. And it is intense. It's also because of his piercing. Oh, that's right. Right up on her G spot. She comes like seven times in a row. Like she's she's having a really, really hard time keeping a hold of her molecules yes. because of all mm-hmm. the times she's coming. It's so great. And again yeah. and again and again. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so like there's just I can't get past the staring. There is so oh. much like staring during this scene. It is serious business and I did not hate it. Normally <laughs> I am known for like a not like in a making the love thing, See? you know? Mm-hmm. I don't super like it. But this was like intense I mean it it's it was love making but it didn't it didn't cross over to icky for me if that makes sense. Yeah, or like being creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, Walking so in on good. a scene you weren't supposed to see. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. yes. But then as soon as they're done she starts crying. Yeah, she just had seven G-spot orgasms in a row. And she's thinking about what sex is going to be like without her cooey in the future. Of course she's overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. She just starts sobbing. She's walking away from everything she loves all because of this person. Oh, Who my she God. also loves. Who she also loves down to her bones. Yes. I I cannot believe. Oh, my gosh. Farley is just, she's just magic. Okay. So after it begins that, it kind of jumps, because that is their last night. So they yeah. wake up the next day. It's time to leave. It's time to go. And he describes Farley and her whole tribe, like everyone's hugging her and wishing her goodbye. And it's just so sad. And this is where where everyone's like, we're not going. We're all staying here. Yeah. And he's sort of like, throughout this whole book, he's sort of like picked up on like, yeah, they're out here with nothing, Mm. but they're all happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're so happy. They're so much happier than my people with all of our body gloves and disease and wars and technology, and complications, and money, and jobs, Mm -hmm. and all the business that gets in the way of true faded mate love. Okay, everybody? (laughs) So maybe we should get back to basics, is what Murdoch is thinking to himself. Mm -hmm. Especially since he has nothing to offer her. He has no family. He's going to have no job. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It makes no sense. He just doesn't want to be in the snow. He comes around. I'm so glad. Yeah, he does. Oh, boy, does he ever. He's so sexy. (laughs) So. (laughs) So they get on the ship and it's very dramatic. I was here for it. They get on the ship and she's like saying bye and she's so sad and she's so heartbroken. (sighs) And Vectal does this little thing where he's like, you all are welcome to visit us anytime. He's like, I know he's saying that for Farley. And they get on the ship and he has this like moment where he realizes he's like, what am I doing? I'm taking her away from her family to go live in this cold, you know, big city where she doesn't know anyone, where she doesn't yeah, know anything. Yeah, comes to all of the realizations we just we said had, out loud. Yes, like, yes. come on, Marta, yes. you dummy. What does it? What's up? I just landed on the page. What does it is because Neri comes up and she's like, come on, let's go get that parasite out of you. And like Farley yeah. kind of flinches. And he's like, a and parasite. And Marta does too. Yeah. He's like a parasite that's all this thing that's really important to her is viewed as like Mm -hmm. she doesn't and so that's what really starts him to thinking about like what she's giving up and what what's happening right now yeah and so the engines are turning on and the (sighs) snow is a blustering around and they're about to shoot off into space Mm -hmm. and so Mardok 
reaches over on the wall and he hits the emergency panic button. Wee wee wee! Don't take off! Somebody needs to get <laughs> off of this ship! Wee wee! Yeah, it's serious business. And so everybody comes running because they're like, "What is attacking you?" And they're like, <laughs> "My heart! I have come to a big idea, and we gotta get the fuck out of here." And so he gets off, and then uh, Trekken, who has become roughly addicted to their Sasa drink. Yes, um, that's kind of hinted at. He really yeah, likes that alcohol. He really liked it. Um, Isn't he, like, nursing a hangover? <laughs> oh, always. Always. When he lands on this planet, he is constantly hungover. Yes, or um, drunk. Yeah. So this this didn't quite track for me, Danny. Did it okay. track for you? Okay. Like, for the past... The captain is like, this is the absolute deadline in which we have to take our kelp to the place oh, where we I have to go. And then they're like, party! <laughs> if we're staying, then like, may as well stay for the feast. What? They, 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 I, that did, I did kind of hiccup at that. I was like, weren't y'all in a hurry? Aren't we like, money, time is money, money yeah. is time? Like, I well, thought they were going to literally just kick them off and be like, okay, peace. But no, they yeah. get off. They have another party. Haven't they been partying for three days? They have been perma partying, and I don't blame them. You know, I mean, may as well make the most of it. But geez, because Trekkin is like, well, I can't send my buddy off without a drink or something along those lines. Like you guys are not friends. That too. He just wants more of that sasa. He really does. But this is where the captain and Marduk have a chat, and he gives the captain all of his monies, Mm -hmm. and the captain says, "I think you're making the right choice." Yes. Marduk is like, I didn't take advantage of the connections that I had in my world, and so I'm definitely not going to miss a moment here in the Ice Planet world. And it's so yummy, you guys. And, like, Farley's already pregnant. I know it. And Well, they, uh, do, they, they leave the party before we get to our next oh, yeah. scene. It basically leaves with Farley being like, let's go make a baby. And they run off and like the residence people are like cheering them on. That's yeah. the one thing I don't like about all these residence parties. It's like, can, <laughs> go, can fuck, y'all just go, let fuck. them make an escape? Yeah. <laughs> Be a little more subtle. Oh, they can't. They can't. Can't stop, won't stop. Yes. So they run off. And while they're run off handling that, we switch to a completely new character. You guys. <laughs> I am concernicus so a little intro beck has been like after hayden got mated and he's like oh i'm not the tribe asshole anymore i guess ruby was like well somebody's got to be the asshole we need an asshole yeah sure he was a little grumpy yeah he was but he beck is much grumpier than hayden ever was and i don't Mm. know if hayden would ever participate in interstellar human trafficking in slavery certain someone oh my god he pulls captain and trekking aside and they go mm. on the ship, and he's like, listen, take anything you want. It's not the Elder Cave. No, it's, it's- the ship that uh, Kira um, crashed. Oh, I thought it's it was the, the ship s- Maddie and Lila. It's some ship that No, Maddie and about. Lila were in the chambers of the ship that Kira crashed. Oh, okay. So, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. the same ship. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we take some. He's like, listen, no one. that other ship is the Elder Cave. It's related to, like, our people. But no one cares about this ship. You can yeah. go and you can salvage whatever you want. So he's kind of bored, like, watching them, like, look over the ship. And they find a box, I guess, just full of money. 
They find a treasure trove. They find treasure. A treasure trove of money. They find a fortune. And they're very excited about it. And apparently it's like they are on easy street. It's this much money. And Beck is like, okay, there's just one cost. I want you to bring human. Does he say human or does he just say women? I want you to bring women. He says illegal human women. Because they're like, yeah, so you got these women because the people on this ship were doing some illegal slaveries. And Beck is like, good, good, good. Uh, you can take all of this monies, but the my price is that you bring five more enslaved human women to our planet, and we'll treat them real good, and we'll like pet their mane, and we'll, we'll feed them, them lots of foods. I guess we'll get them a cooey right away. But Beck is doing a slavery right now. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. And the captain's like, that's not going to be easy. And he's like, that's my price. And so it Which also leads to the next book. Yeah, but also Beck. Bing, boom, bong. Like, bad <laughs> deals with Beck. You know what I'm yes. saying? Mm-hmm. What, what would make them come? Why would they come back? Are, is he not giving them the money yet? Is that what's happening? Because I was under the impression they were going to fuck off with the money and then come back with five slaves out of the goodness of their heart. I don't know, and I don't know. I've got to go see. And now that you bring that up, like I didn't, I don't remember the details of the transaction. What makes them come back with bitches is what I'm asking you. <laughs> but I'm assuming what? it's a half now, half later situation. I would hope. I so. mean, I guess, but Beck is a dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. I can't say that to spoil it too much. They do come back, God so boy. I don't remember the details. But yeah, he makes arrangements to get. More women brought to He's this planet. He's doing slavery. I don't like it, Beck. Beck, you're a slaver now. I don't like it. Don't do mm-hmm. that. So, and like, I'm trying to figure it out because it seems, Beck hasn't seemed that desperate so far in the books. He's been like kind of surly and he's like, yeah, the asshole, but he hasn't seemed like I am really desperate for a mate right now. Yeah, I don't know. And like... So it's one thing. I I'm also I want to read these books just because I want to see how Ruby writes her way out of this because it's one thing to have these women enslaved by other people, abused by other people, and then rescued and mated by this tribe. Uh-huh. It's a whole other thing to be like, "Hey, supple 22-year-old from Earth, uh really sorry that you We put it in just- order for you." Yeah, you just had to say goodbye to your whole life and everything you know, but I just purchased you for salvage monies because I am your slaver now. What? That's a different situation. It is. I will say his book is probably one of my favorites. She handles it very well. I mean, only she could. I don't know if I deserve to put the very in front of there. Like, I don't want to make that leap of judgment for other people. But I thought she handled it well. Okay. so, yeah. Because it's one of my favorite. It's basically, not to spoil too much, it's like in line with Farley. Like, he doesn't realize the full consequences. He's just like, well, get us ladies. They're out there. Get us ladies. Bring Bring us some here. And he doesn't really realize, like, okay, but you're participating in this really big, like, but if yeah. that's the case, why wouldn't he say to the people, hey, you got any Mesica ladies who want to get that's simplified? Why... That's he why specifically like, he... says, get us human women 
who are illegal and like he watched Aradea. Nope. Ariana, whatever her Ariana, name is, uh-huh. cry for two seasons straight. Like he he knows on some level that this was traumatic for them. Mm-hmm. But and like I think <sighs> not to spoil it again. All right. It's 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 she makes it work because he Alright. I mean I'm sure she will. Yeah. <laughs> he sees it as them helping because you're gonna come here and you're gonna get this big strong hunter mate and he's gonna take care of you and love you and like we're just here to make you happy and like they have to like sort of explain to him like look bro like you did a bad so i will say i think it's one of my favorites his i book. guess i could see how it could be framed as okay if they if the dudes merely intercepted a yeah, they don't black market thing. Yeah. Okay, alright. Because they could be sending them to anywhere to do yeah. anything. You fresh know. ones. That was so yeah, weird. That- they, don't- <laughs> <laughs> they don't go and abduct women from Earth. Okay. They go okay. and they get women who have already been, been abducted. And, so that's- and that's what makes it, he's like, look, okay. they, were- yeah. they were illegal slaves. We saved them and now they're safe and we're taken care of and like yeah. yeah their fate could have been a lot worse i suppose and that's part of it and that's why he's like i did a good thing and that's why it takes him a while to realize okay maybe i didn't do entirely a good thing. oh okay that makes more sense all right as long as they didn't go and like abduct ladies no. out of their mm-hmm. world he just he just does like a midpoint slavery yes and and i'll <laughs> say yeah and i'll say the book doesn't treat it like oh there's no problem here which okay, is why good. I let it get away with it because the book okay. is like, oh no, this is kind of a problem. Okay, here. good. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. It's, All right. It's All right. one of my favorites. And it's okay. titled Redemption, Barbarian's Redemption. So you okay. know somebody's got to be redeemed. Oh, so, right. And it's Peck. His name is Peck. Peck. And he's right now a slaver. He, like he is currently doing a slavery. He is. And I'm not into it. He is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. bar- you, that barbarian's going to redeem himself. Yes. Maybe through Cunnilingus. You know what? It's a good bet. <laughs> it's a safe bet. <laughs> I think you can put money on that one. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So then. Then what happens? We get the epilogue. Erin admitted she does not read epilogues. I ever. read epilogues. I do too. <laughs> she was very passionate about it. I was like, I didn't yeah. know that. She hates epilogues. Has that ever come up on an episode? I get. I was oh like, yeah. How did I? This is brand new. I didn't know. Several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because in this epilogue, there's not much, and it, it 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 fits in an epilogue. It's basically he's dealing with being left behind. They're gonna get his quee, and he's happy. He made the right choice. Yeah. Which we all know. Well, so one of the biggest like PTSD things in his mind was I don't want to watch the ship fly away from me, and mm-hmm. so they very very astutely just go on the Sakots hunt. Yeah. And so he doesn't watch the ship fly away. He he just goes hunting for this Kui. And then he gets his Kui and then he's like, Ooh, I'm so warm from the inside. I'm gonna be naked Z's on this fur on the outside with my woman. And so she's trailing her fingers over his tattoos and he's I don't know, looking up at the stars or whatever. It's there is a lot of star looking. Yeah. Yeah. And he resonates to her back. Like, he finally reciprocates. Done. Yeah. Oh, but I do really like the other moment I loved in this epilogue 
is that he says he doesn't feel like hugely different about her. He feels like the same, except now there's a thrumming in his chest. Yeah. Oh, I love because it. Because love is love is love, everyone. It is. Oh. And the queen's so. just doing such a good job at matching people up. I love that little worm. I know. So yeah, it's so and it good. ends. It's it's super sweet with her. I'm never going to be alone again. That's our last sentence, and I was like. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. So, yes, I really enjoyed this one. I loved getting Farley's story. I love the two aliens. I love seeing, like, other elements of this universe. It was so good. And so many questions answered? Uh, yes. Like, oh biology, history, everything. Plus tail entwining? <laughs> Danny, Danny, thank you for choosing me <laughs> for this book. So I am elated. I'm so I glad. I'm like, this is a fun one. I feel like uh, Melody would appreciate it. Oh, it's wonderful. So totally wonderful. Uh, so are you gonna? Are you thinking? Even though you had issues, do you think you'll check out the next one? Or are you gonna check out Beck's book? Or are you gonna at some point? I'm not saying like immediately, but are you curious? I think about I'll have out? to check out Beck's book. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta I like figure it. out how she does it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, she is masterful, so I'm sure yeah. she can do it. It's just, uh, yeah. Barbarian's Redemption. So mm-hmm. it did a lot because I was not liking Beck for the longest. And a lot of people said that he's kind of an asshole. Bigger asshole than, I don't know. Was he a bigger asshole than Haydn? I feel like Haydn was just an asshole to Josie. <laughs> and yeah. Beck is an asshole to everyone. Here's the thing. Haydn is surly. Yes. There is a difference between surly and an asshole. Asshole. Okay. I think. He was in my of, mind. I mean, you're true. I think that's true. I thought he was kind of mean to Josie a few times. Yeah, but yeah, she's, sure. She's got a but big she's mouth. Also, I get it. She's also a chirping chihuahua. Like, I don't blame <laughs> him. I don't know. He's not. She's not his speed until they resonate. It's they, fine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. That's the nostalgia. And then he everything about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love how they more than anyone just pop up in the series where like with their four kids and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. That's it for Barbarian's Choice. Did you have anything oh, else you wanted to say or it's wonderful. Yes. Um let me see. Well, you have some wrap up summation here. I don't know if you want to do it or not. I didn't like is this I kinda know the answer. I feel like I know the answer to this one because I listen oh, yeah, to your yeah. podcast. Is this the craziest thing? you've read have you read crazier i feel like it can't be it can't i be. mean i i think that i think that it's up there with grace goodwin's interstellar bride series but it doesn't quite hit that level of societies based on double penetration cousin stuff triplets um, i heard there were triplets is that a- oh my god yeah mated to the vikings the vikings um it's it's three brothers or like they're so the first one i think is three brothers the vikings and then the second one with the viking uh one is um it's just three dudes i'm pretty sure oh there's more than one oh of course are you kidding me every one of the and then there's also this um there's also this uh, i can't remember there's like a beast sort of alien i can't remember what they're called and then there's also an alien that's like super into body piercings and spanking benches and stuff so very particular 
very Grace Goodwin is, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> I was like, this can't be. So, I, yeah, that other note needed to be, oh, I didn't ask you what I've been asking everyone. What's up? What, you're on the ice planet, okay? You've yeah, crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are on this ice planet. Uh-huh. What is your role? Ooh, that's tough. And I think I asked Aaron. I hope I asked Aaron. Oh, I would be the tribe butcher. <laughs> Just cutting down, hacking up the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, I used to do um all the butchering on my farm. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I've butchered everything from a uh, chicken to chickens, rabbits, goats, pigs, deer. Oh, so um, you're well suited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like Liz. Uh, she, well, she's more of a hunter. I could probably do the hunting too. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, once they brought the kill back, I could butcher that shit right up. My friend made a, a business card for me one time that said, I can make bacon out of you. Cause it's true. Anything with a loin, I can make bacon out of you. The <laughs> <laughs> big threat. So that would be one of my jobs. I'm sure I would moonlight doing other things, though. Um, so I could be I could tribe. be the tribe jester. Uh, I <laughs> Not enough people listen. I feel like people don't understand how important that's going to be. There's no mm-hmm. TV. There's no books. It's that's true. why they're always gossiping about each other and watching each other run off to have sex and gays because there's literally yeah. nothing else to do. Hell yes. Oh, I would also be the resident self, uh, sex educator. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I would be right there next to Josie and Liz being like, tell me about Spur. What is it? What does it do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and teaching those men, like, listen, this is what you need to know. That's because right. Apparently, they still are all not sure about this third nipple situation. So that's that's mm-hmm. what wasn't in this book. It's in almost yeah. every other book. It's not in this one. Yeah, they don't have to worry it. about that third nipple, that little bud, right? It does get mentioned though, because that's when Mardok taps out of that conversation. He's like, oh, "Okay, I don't need to <laughs> know like, about human vulvas. I don't. <laughs> Bye." <laughs> Someone calls him a coward, and I'm like, you're damn straight. That's right. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) I love it. I do think I would be happy on Not Hoth, though. Once I got my cooey and I wasn't cold all the time, I'm pretty sure I would be happy there. I mean, I feel like, yeah, give me, like, your faded mate, your. And, like, some of them don't even leave the cave, so it's not like you're going to suffer from the cold all that much. Just stay right. close to the stay close to the fire, so. Yeah, I would have a hard time with the darkness, but I have a feeling that the Kui also helps with mental health as well as physiological health, so. And there are I'm two sons. Sure. We know there are two sons. I mean, there are <laughs> two sons that, like, peek at you once a month. <laughs> it's not <laughs> an hour a day or something <laughs> dumb. When you're allowed to go outside when it's not snowed in. Yeah, not during the brutal season. Season. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Okay, I think, and I also, we discussed this, it also depends who else you're trapped with. I'm impressed that none of these women, they all get along like one big happy family. Yeah, I do think that there is a a spinoff, like, like, romantic suspense, murder in the tribe. I feel like that could happen. I would read that. I would read that. A lot of that. Iceland and barbarians. 
murder in the tribe. See a side map. They're like measuring footprints. I wouldn't be there for that. Yes. I want someone to get Ooh. stabbed with an icicle. <laughs> That's what yes, of be. course it's the perfect weapon. <laughs> Except, wait, no, the icicle would never melt, so <laughs> it's not. The, it would always just be there. <laughs> it wouldn't disappear after a while. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh, I would love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. So we've reached the the sad. Well, the ending part, the sad part for me. Thank you. Yeah. Aaron. It's over. My name is Melody. Melody, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Although, that. no, that is the highest compliment you could give me. So don't cut that. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Melody. And that's the, I'm glad that's the only time I've done it this whole uh-huh. podcast. Thank you, Melody, for um, My absolute pleasure. Yes. I can't even tell you. The moment that you were like, why doesn't this exist in the world? I was like, because Danny needs to make it and I need to be on it. Melody, be guest on podcast. We, we also somehow got through a whole episode without your alternative title. Oh my God. <laughs> what is it? Sex Planet Ice Barbarians. Fucking you real good. <laughs> and Marduk and Farley do not disappoint. They live up to the name. Ice Planet Sex Barbarians or Sex Planet Ice Barbarians. <laughs> Fucking you real good. That's the only part that matters is the It's true. <laughs> There's a colon in there, listeners. So, you know, just so you have the right punctuation. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yes, thank you again. Where Again, as a reminder, where can people oh, yeah. find Heaving Barbarians? Oh, he- oh my gosh. Heaving Barbarians! <laughs> I've got a full movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He being barbarians. <laughs> oh, this is everything. Oh my god. When your episode goes up, I will change the display profile for the Twitter account yes, to read Heaving Barbarians. Yes, please. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <Where>? <laughs> All right, so you can find. Let's, let's, I Don't can make be me business. Do that again. I can't I'm do a it. business lady. Here I go. Um, you can find heaving bosoms on all the places. <laughs> we have a website called um, heavingbosoms.com, and uh, you can find us on Instagram and at heaving bosoms. Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. We have a Facebook page. We also have a Facebook group called the Heaving Bosoms Podcast Geriatric Friendship Cult which is the happiest place on the internet. And um, yeah. Oh, we also have a Patreon that if you want bonus content, I don't know why you would want bonus content if you've never heard me before because <laughs> we have like 120 episodes, but it is patreon.com forward slash heating bosoms podcast. And yeah, it's super fun. Yes, highly recommend. Oh, my oh and also on all of your podcatchers, like any of them, just search heaving bosoms. And if you see two silhouettes of, of reading ladies who are fainting and lying down, that's us. You found them. <laughs> <laughs> Put horns on them. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you again. Oh, Our next episode pleasure. is going to be, what is, it's Barbarian's Redemption. So it's Bex 
Is it wait. next? It's next. His book is next. Oh, wow. They get those slaves real quick, don't they? They get them super Gosh. quick. <laughs> Who has the good so, act? Yeah, Oof. they do not waste any time. And so wow. it's Beck's book next, Barbarian's Redemption, and it's with Jen Reed's romance. <gasps> Jen's going to be the guest? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so exciting. I do have to remind her, but she said she'd do it. Yes. So I'm oh, looking forward great. to it. Mm-hmm. So Rock I'm looking on. forward to it. So yes. All right. Thank you again. My pleasure. Hooray. Yay. Bye. Bye. Say bye to the listeners, and then we can stop recording. Bye, listeners. Peace. <laughs> Yeah, so by the end of that recording, I was some kind of laugh drunk. Apologies if I just seem to have lost my mind completely. Um, But that was a lot of fun. I say that after the end of every recording, but this one was really, obviously, I was on something that day. So, a lot of fun. Thank you again to Melody of the Heaving Bosoms podcast for joining me. Next week, we are doing, in case you missed the three times I said it, one of my favorites, Barbarian's Redemption. This is Beck's story he done messed up and we got to read about it and talk about it and we will be joined well I will be joined we will be joined this is a tribe that's right I will be joined we will be joined by Jen Reed's romance who you may know from Twitter book reviewer all-around romance expert so it's gonna be a lot of fun so be sure to tune in next week and as usual but especially during these times please be sure to stay safe stay healthy stay home and uh, we'll get through this bye